People frequently believe that God desires to forgive them of their sins because Jesus died on the cross. However, they frequently do not believe that Jesus' death on the cross for their sins should result in the destruction of their sickness and disease. Get ready to learn why this should not be the case and why we should have faith both for the forgiveness of sins and the healing of sicknesses and diseases by Jesus Christ's work on the cross. Welcome, everybody. This is the Be Healed Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Hannett. Welcome if this is your first time. We love you. We want you to join this listening family. Be sure to follow the podcast. Share it with someone who needs healing and needs to be encouraged in Jesus. The Be Healed Podcast is all about sharing God's Word and His promises about healing. This is an hour when God desires to touch us, bless us and release his miracle power upon us. I also want to encourage you to text the word healing to 94,000 to download my new ebook entitled Breakthrough, which will cover seven things to help you break out of a spiritual slump. The book is written in a devotional format, and I believe it's going to be a big blessing to your spiritual walk. All right, let's get ready to build our faith so that we can be healed. The majority of messages preached by pastors and teachers today uh, covers the beautiful work of Jesus Christ upon the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Now, this is beautiful, necessary, and it is at the core of the gospel of truth. However, we often don't hear many preachers share about the reality that the very same work of Jesus Christ upon the cross has also provided for our physical, mental, and spiritual healing. This means that if it is not frequently preached and taught and expounded upon in Scripture, people are not going to have the faith for it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. You see, the Bible is describing that in order for people to have faith, there must be people who are preaching the word of God to create that faith. And this idea of preaching the gospel of peace or preaching the gospel that brings glad tidings of good things is vital. But unfortunately, many ministers have left out some of the good things in the gospel. Namely, specifically, that our healing is included in the work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. Many, many modern preachers have separated the work of the forgiveness of our sins on the cross from the work of God's healing of the believer in the cross, and this has done great damage to a great many people's faith. The good news is that the Bible does not separate the work of forgiveness of our sins from the work of Christ healing our bodies, minds, and overall total lives. The Bible puts them together. This is amazing and wonderful and glorious news for us to hear that God, his work on the cross, has done more than many people have expected. 
And we should not separate the work of healing from the work of the forgiveness of sins. This two-part series is going to take us through the Word of God in just a couple of places to demonstrate that the Bible is teaching that the work of Jesus Christ has both provided the forgiveness of our sins and the healing of our bodies. I hope you get a Bible. I hope you get a notepad because it's time to actually go to the scripture to see the principles, patterns, and teaching that directs us to this bifold blessing of the cross. Can you imagine how many more people are going to be healed as they hear the word of God concerning this promise? When the same number of people believe God for healing as believe God for the forgiveness of sins, there is going to be a healing explosion because salvation is received by faith and healing is received by faith. And I'm excited that this teaching is going to create faith for healing in your life. The first thing that we want to do in this teaching journey is to describe in essence what sin is. Sin literally translated means to miss the mark. And wherever we find sin, we find death. In fact, sin opened up, activated, and sent forth darkness and death into the world. It wasn't until sin took place on the earth that we see sickness and disease begin to ravage the earth. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says this, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Well, the Apostle Paul here is describing that sin is the doorway or the activator of death in the earth. It is very clearly seen that sickness and disease came after Adam and Eve sinned on the earth. In fact, there was no sickness or disease created by God in the Garden of Eden. There was no anxiety, there was no worry, there was no destruction of their body until sin entered the Garden of Eden. And so this teaches us that sickness and disease really are part of the judgment of the curse of the law of sin and death. Now, I encourage you all to read Genesis chapter 3 for a very detailed description of the curse, which describes the attack and the plague of sickness against mankind's flesh. So sickness and disease come as the result of sin. In fact, Every element of the curse on the earth that has plagued mankind comes as a result of the separation from God because of sin. There isn't one part of the curse, there isn't one part of the plague or difficulty or darkness or release of evil upon the earth that is separate from the judgment of God against sin. And this is why the good news of the gospel is that God so loved the world that he gave Jesus Christ. And it says in John chapter 3, verse 16, and whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. This means that there is a saving work. There is a work of bringing us back to God. There is a work of redeeming us. 
and restoring us back in right relationship with the Father. This is the good news of forgiveness, because while there is sin on a person's life, there is separation from the Father. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. It's a very serious reality that our sin literally does separate us from God. God said in Genesis chapter 2, in verses 16 to 17, He said, In the day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. So death really means separation from God. And separation from God means separation from His life. Separation from His life simply means that there's now death present. And sickness and disease are things that destroy. And they're the seminal work or the incipient work or the beginnings of death. And so we can't separate sickness and disease from the curse that ensued from sin. So this means that God sent Jesus Christ to bring us back to the Father, to destroy the sin, to destroy the separation. And when that sin is forgiven, it means there is no more sin. The Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 12, that God has cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. It says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Now, this is the gospel. This is good news that God's forgiveness has restored our relationship to the Father. And this is how it gets even better. If God has dealt with our sins, which separated us from him, and which created sickness and disease, does it not make sense that if he forgave us of our sins, in other words, if he removed the sin, he therefore removed the curse? And if he removed the curse, he would remove the authority and plague of sickness and disease. This is why the gospel is so powerful. Because true restoration, reconciliation, justification, all these words in the Bible that describe that we've been made whole, that we've been restored, that we've been brought back to the Father, are all teaching us that we have been made whole. And this means not just one part of us, but all of us. Now, I understand that there are some people that say, but aren't we going to leave earth? Yes, we're all going to be leaving earth, but it doesn't mean that we need to leave earth through tormenting sickness and disease. The Bible is very clear that we indeed have been restored in relationship, holiness, righteousness, and right standing with God. This means that believers who are now in right standing with God, believers who no longer are sinners in the eyes of God, but rather we are washed, cleansed, blood-bought saints of God, should no longer be in the same bondage we were when we were separated from God. This means that we're not only forgiven spiritually, but we're blessed physically, mentally, and in every other way. For example, Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 27, he says that he gives us his peace. 
He literally gives us his peace. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If Jesus doesn't just give us spiritual forgiveness, but he also gives us peace, does it not mean that he gives us peace in every area of our life? Why wouldn't that extend into our bodies, our minds, our thoughts? Yes, the good news of Jesus is that the gospel has brought us back to the Father. Literally, the gospel has brought us to be in Christ. Those who are saved, our lives are in Christ, and we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing because it is in Jesus Christ. Listen to Paul's letter to the Ephesians in chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, there may be some that would say, Pastor Steve, you see, it's only spiritual blessing, but we can't take Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to mean that spiritual blessings are only manifested in spiritual things to come in the future. When Jesus was on the earth, he blessed people, he forgave people, he brought peace to people, but he also healed people, lame people, blind people, deaf people, people with a withered hand, people with flows of blood. He also fed them. He also brought comfort to them. In every way, Jesus showed compassion, the demonstration of God's peace, the demonstration of his love, the demonstration of the blessings that were flowing through Jesus, not only stayed in one little compartment, but rather they were spread and released into every sphere of a person's life, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Now, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, boldly declares that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is amazing. This is wonderful. If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then what he did then, he's doing now. And the blessings that flow through him then are the blessings that flow to us now. And that means that we should expect that the spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus are going to manifest also in the physical world. If we even think about those times that we were wondering where the money was going to come from to pay our rent or to feed our families or the provision that we need. And many things that we ask God for, they're not just spiritual, they're practical, they're physical, they're things that we need here and now. Why would we separate the healing of our physical bodies from those other physical things? If it would be true that it was only spiritual things, then maybe we should stop praying for any blessing that would manifest in our physical life. Well, but we don't do that, nor should we. No, the reality is that somehow we take physical healing and we separate that from all other blessings and somehow teach, yes, God will meet your other physical needs, but he won't meet your physical need of healing. This does not make much sense. 
God desires to bless us physically, mentally, and spiritually. I want to tell you that that's the characteristic of the love of the Father. That the love of the Father is that He loves every part of our body, mind, soul, and spirit. And that literally, He has brought us to a place of restoration with Him. And He has justified us. It means it's, He's made it as if we've never sinned. Just as if we've never sinned. And that means that we should not be suffering as if we are still lost sinners separated from the Father's provision. This is a wonderful and simple yet powerful and profound truth that God's love desires to touch us in every way. In fact, I'd be so bold to say that if we had to rank our need of blessing in the body, it would be higher and greater than even our need for things like money or a roof over our head. Because when somebody is sick, they cannot work. They cannot sometimes talk. They can sometimes not do even basic things. Without your health, you're not able to function in your life. And this is why sickness is a cursed thing. It is an evil thing. And the atoning work of Jesus Christ the work that he did on the cross, it touches and should touch and should permeate and overflow into every area of a believer's life. Let's thank God today that God has not somehow said, I'll bless you in every way except healing. I'll bless you in every way except redeeming you from sickness and disease. Let's thank God that that is not true. Let's thank God that he is not saying, well, if you need anything in your life, yes, if you need money, I'll help you. If you need peace, I'll help you. If you need to be clothed, I'll help you. If you need help with your marriage, I'll help you. I'll help you in every way, except if you come to me with sickness and disease. Do you see how crazy that statement sounds? Do you see how it doesn't make sense that God would say, I'll help you in every way, except when you're hurting? In fact, I think the Father's love is so great that when we hurt, He hurts. When we're crying, He's crying. When we're in pain, He's in pain. This is why the Bible says that He took our sickness and disease. He bore our pains and our sorrows in Isaiah 53. Why would Jesus take them to give them back to us? It doesn't make any reasonable sense, nor does it make any scriptural sense. Today, let's begin to shift our faith. Let's begin to actually receive that if God has restored us back to the Father, that if God has forgiven us, if God has touched us, if God has blessed us in Jesus, that that blessing, that restoration of relationship should change everything in every sphere of our life. Let's reject the idea that God only wants to bless us in some compartments of life, but doesn't want to bless us in our bodies. Thank God, glorify Him, begin to praise Him, and receive the wonderful scriptural blessing that God desires to bless us in mind, body, and spirit. Allow the Lord to begin to bless you and just begin to thank Him and begin to tell Him, Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ 
is the one through whom all blessings are yes and amen, that I believe that he is the one that not only provides for me spiritually, but you can tell the Lord, I believe that you provide for me physically. Lord, thank you for taking my sickness and disease on the cross. Thank you for restoring me. Well, praise God. I pray you get ready for part number two, because we're going to go into the scripture deeper and teach about the atonement of God, what that means, and how these principles and patterns for both healing of the soul, body, and spirit are all demonstrated in both the Old and the New Testament. So get ready to be healed as your faith grows in the Lord Jesus. Father, I bless everyone listening. I thank you, God, that you are a blesser of our whole life, Lord. And I declare peace and blessing and healing in the listener today. Lord, change the diagnosis. God, reverse the ailment. And I pray for healing and that every listener by faith be healed now in the name of Jesus Christ for thy glory. Amen. God bless you. Make sure that you text HEALING to 94000 so we're able to send you the free ebook called Breakthrough written in a devotional format. It's free for you today. Again, just text HEALING to 94000. God bless you. Look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.